Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, we're here to talk about how to convince your spouse to see a financial advisor. Thanks, Dallas. Um, I had uh, some feedback come through about the podcast through the official channel, which is podcast at mo50.com.au. I like the way you've said the official channel as though there's a back office team of people. Che- it's just a different email inbox that, that comes through to you that you check. So. We uh, no, we have a uh, Twitter account and we have this. We have uh, oh, like we've a, got all sorts. What's, uh, what's a Slack? We have a Slack channel. Do we? We have none of these. No, things. no, no. We, we're, we're real old. low tech. Yeah. If you um, need, if you need to get in touch with the podcast, you email podcast at mo dot com dot au. That's it. So. Um, uh, this lady contacted us and said, uh, hey, guys, I've just stumbled across your podcast. Uh, she said that she loved it and uh, she she listened to the recent episodes and was going back through and starting at one. Um, the second paragraph of her email said, I'd really love to book a, a meeting. Um, my husband doesn't want to see a financial advisor. And um, she went on to say, should I just book a meeting for myself? Uh, or, or, or do you need to, to come in as a couple? I actually replied to her and said, um, you yeah, know, thanks for the feedback, obviously. Um, it, we would advise against seeking financial advice uh, on your own if you are a member of a couple. Um, there's plenty of, I guess, um, analogies we could use there. It's like rowing a boat with one yeah. oar. Yeah, um, yep. you know, uh, there, there's, there's, you know, there's... It's it's just one of those situations where if you're not on the same page, you just can't gain traction. Nearly as much traction as you yeah. need. Yep. So we basically we I went back to her and said, look, um, yeah, uh, if if uh, what we would suggest is that is that you talk to your husband and um, and book in for a one hour Zoom meeting with us. Um, uh, I can understand people's reluctance to, to yeah. walk into a financial planner's office. Um, uh, uh, we suggested, yeah, like like we suggest for anyone that reaches out and, and, and wants to take the first step that we, we book a, a one-hour Zoom meeting with them uh, so they're not even in our office hmm. uh, and it's at no cost nor obligation. So that's the starting point. But yeah. it got you to thinking about yeah. this topic. It did. Um, it did. So, and, um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that's... It's, you, you sort of touched on a, a couple of things there. So, firstly, I guess to explain, as you said, why I, I guess we would see it as self-explanatory, but it probably isn't. Why it doesn't tend to work, and and that's why we have it as a bit of a rule within our business mm-hmm. that we don't we don't meet with one member of a couple and and, and not the other. And we mm-hmm. we've done it. We've actually, and this is through trial and error. We've done this in the past. Mm-hmm. We've previously had clients where. Someone's come in and said, "You know, I'm I'm, I'm happily married. You know, we we run our finances together. Um, you know, a bit separate, but but basically, I want financial advice, and my husband doesn't. It actually does tend to be more that way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think now if there's any time when uh, a husband, not a wife, has come in. But yeah, and and it's 
and we've tried to make it work in the past and it just hasn't as a rule. Like, yeah. uh, I don't have any clients that have been able to, to, to sort of work through it. And I think that's, you know, the analogy of, of, of being in, in the boat analogy is probably a great one because it's one of those things where you go, you get frustrated at the other person for not rowing at, at the same pace or in the same direction or trying to do the same thing. But the, one of the first things we talk about with people is where is it that you actually, where, where do you see yourself now? Where do you see yourself ending up? Where do you want to be in the future? And if, if, you're, if you see where you want to be and you know where you want to be in 10 years' time and you know, you know what you want your lifestyle to look like and you're wanting to make changes and, and take action now and get yourself in that position... If, you, if you've got a spouse who hasn't, they don't even have the same idea of where you want to end up, it's, it's very hard because you're sort of, you're trying to push you, push the unit in that direction. Yeah. And and often, you know, it's not because they're trying to um, sabotage or anything. It's just that they don't have that same vision. They don't have that same goal. They're not, they're not heading in that direction. They have a different idea of where they want to be in future. And if anything, I think it leads to more it leads to more arguments than than, mm. than if you just both didn't have that 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 mindset of where you want to be in the future. So yeah. you kind of end up in a in a tricky situation where you know you can see the whole picture. You can see why why you want to do these things, why you want to save more or spend less, or why you want to you know make changes to your super fund, or why you want to do different things, and they just can't. And it, and it's mm. it's. There's no real way around that tension other than through it and other than to get both of you on the same page, I don't think. So. Yeah, and we're certainly not marriage counsellors, no. but but the process that we go through um, very often, in fact, most of the time, yeah. Um, yeah, a couple that come to see us, we, we, we um, just through the process that we go through, mm. uh, gets them talking about things they've never talk, spoken about before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's true of even the best communicators. Yeah. They they just haven't they just haven't gone through that that yeah. formal process of actually sitting down yeah. and working out what they want to do in retirement well, and yeah. when when retirement is and yeah. and uh, how much they'll need. Um, I've, you know, I've or, actually got. Or, I'm just thinking. I've got uh, a couple who are, who are clients of mine, and it's funny because we often meet on a on a Saturday morning at you know, and we might meet at nine o'clock. And but the joke is that after every meet, we'll We'll get there for an hour, and, and they're really good communicators. As you say, they're really good communicators. It's mm. but often in that meeting, we're talking about. I'm sort of raising things that they haven't really thought about mm. and talked about between them, and they both kind of have an unspoken thing in the back of their mind, and and it's sort of only getting raised the first time that meeting. And at the end of that meeting, at ten o'clock on a Saturday morning, they often say, "Right, well, the." The local, the local pub's an, an early opener that's a couple of hundred metres down the road and they go, right, well, we're going to have to go and sit down and go to the pub and have a beer at 10 o'clock in the morning and, and nut this out and sit down and, and, and we, need a, we need a drink to calm the nerves now that yeah. we've talked about this for the first time and, and to actually talk through it uh, because it's, it's really only raising those sorts of things. And that's, that's, I think, like we've said before, someone's situation and particularly for a couple it's a very dynamic thing and it's changing all the time and mm. so that's not a one-off conversation and, and like i say that this for this couple most times when we have a meeting we're raising those things that they're then going off and talking about and thinking mm. about between them and so it, it it doesn't tend to work if you're only meeting with one member of the couple because they i, I think that i'm guessing here what would probably happen is they go home and they go right well I think we need to be here and I think we need to do this and we need to do that. And the other person hasn't come along for the journey and is kind of going, what 
What, what are you talking about? What, mm. what do you mean? I don't even know why. I don't know why you think we will need to end up where you're talking about, and I don't know how any of these five actions that you want to take have any link to that to that endpoint either. So, mm. I think that's um, unfortunately the first bit is that I, I don't know. Yeah, there, there may be some value that that you get out of meeting with a financial planner as only one member of a couple, but I I think that it's it's the energy spent. The energy would be far better spent on on having a conversation with your spouse and getting them on 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 board with you to go and meet with a financial planner, mm. rather than going and meet with a financial planner on your own. Is, is I guess my my first thoughts. Yeah. So that. what do you what do you say? So you have a spouse yep. that that just doesn't want doesn't to. Want, yep. So what would you suggest, Elf? So my first thoughts on this were, and you touched on it a minute ago, Mike, when you said you, you understand why people don't necessarily want to go and meet with a financial planner. The first thing that I would say is to, is to actually dig into, don't don't just assume that your spouse is being difficult, which might be hard because maybe mm. your spouse is, is being difficult a lot of the time. I'm, I am mm. a difficult spouse, so I understand that this is a, <laughs> this is a common thing, particularly for men. If, if, you're a, if you're a woman going, my husband's just being an old bullfed because that's what he does. You raise a point there, and, and and I'll let you elaborate on this a bit more. But for a lot of people, there there are reasons, whether whether they're conscious or subconscious, there are reasons that they don't feel they don't want to. It's it's not something they're looking forward to doing, going and meeting with a financial planner. So I think you've got to dig into that and and try and find out what those reasons are. Yeah, and there's any number of reasons. Um, one is fear of of losing money. One is fear of being ripped off. Unfortunately. Yeah, the yep. the the small percentage of unscrupulous um, advisors, yep. if you can call them that, in our industry, yep. um, get the majority of the headlines. Yep, uh, I can understand. Yeah. I can understand why and, people and don't want to, to 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 do that. I can yeah. I, I I can yeah. I um besides that besides that um like we we've just done a, a podcast on on um you know people don't enjoy you know they 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 probably put going to the doctor yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, uh, like, yeah. to get poked and prodded yeah. as, as um, a more enjoyable experience than talking about money. Yes. So, yeah. so I can understand. I can understand that. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's one of those things that you yeah. need to so, do. So. Well, it, it's, it's, it helps to be healthy, like, yeah. like to, fi- to be financially healthy, yeah. you know, to, to, to speak with a good financial advisor. I think so, yeah. That, that's, I guess, a good point is that there's not just and, – and often what people say – what people say and what they really mean are probably two different things. So, you, mm. you know, if you're pushing your spouse, hey, we need to go and see a financial advisor, and, and your spouse is pushing back saying, no, you know, I'm just going to go and see some, what if he's a rip-off merchant and what if he's dodgy and, you know, what yeah. if he's not going to do the right thing? And that might be one one issue, but the other issue might be that, oh, I just don't want to go and, I don't want to have to go and think about it because as we've talked about it, it's a daunting thing to, to have someone sit down and reduce your, your life to a spreadsheet. If that mm. like, like your whole... Thirty years of working history and all of your, all of your financial efforts to be reduced to here's a spreadsheet. Here's where you are now. Here's where you're going to be at retirement. That's 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 what you are kind of thing. It's, I think it's daunting in that way that, yeah, we we don't want that. And and to some degree, for a lot of people, I think they don't necessarily want to know where they are going to be in in ten years time. And that's yeah, you see it very often with people as you as you touched on there with with medical things is that. There's a lot of people that just go, well, if something's going to happen, I just don't want to know about it. I'd actually mm. rather just sort of pass away suddenly in my sleep and, and not have any inkling that's coming. Whether that's whether that's rational or not is, is a separate issue. It's Again, you can understand the concern or the, the thing of if we're cruising along quite happy right now, 
if we go and meet with someone who's going to tell us that, hey, things are going to be terrible in 10 years' time and, and you guys aren't going to be where you thought you were going to be and, and doesn't look good for you, you'd almost rather just go, I'd rather have the next 10 years of peace of mind yeah. and, and not and then I, deal with it as it plays out. I think that's a genuine fear. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've said yeah, numerous times that I've never met a financial hopeless case. Mm. Like I'm yet to meet someone yeah. who I can say, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, I, I, mean, I think we've, I think we've touched on this before here, but Thomas, we live in Australia. You yeah. never, you cannot starve. You cannot starve in Australia. It just doesn't yeah. happen. So, well, I, I met with um, I met with someone, a new clients, potential new clients, the other day, and 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 um, they had had quite a detailed conversation with Kylie, yeah, yeah, you know, director of financial doing. Yeah. Um, Kylie's got this unique ability to get information out of people. They just volunteer it to her, and and yeah. and, and in Kylie's notes that she had given me with her conversation with these people prior to them coming to see me was that they'd, they'd done some silly things in the past with their money, what they considered silly things. This was their own words um, and they're a little bit embarrassed about it now. Um, they came to see me. I'm not interested in, in the past. No. I'm, I'm only interested in yeah, like what they have now, yep. how long they've got to go, what yep. we can do yeah. to, you know, so that didn't even come up. Yeah. I think that is a concern for people. Um, your point there, I think, is a really big concern for people: is that they, they, you know, the fear of actually being told yeah. that they're not in the position they that they think they may be, yeah, and that there's be. there's not much that can be done. Yeah. There's plenty that can be done. Yeah. Um, there's there's the first meeting that people have with us. Uh, you know, the feedback that we get from almost everyone is that that was a really enjoyable experience because it's, it's very high level yep. uh, and we're looking purely at, okay, here's where you're going to get to. Hey, what if we did this? Yep. Uh, if you did this uh, a little bit different, differently, um, you know, uh, and here's we did the these three yeah. things, yeah. then you'd be in a much better position and then you'd be able, the flow and effect of that would be, yeah, you can draw yeah. enough income to, and, to live and the, I think the retirement of your lifestyle. That's a, another good point is that the... Um, I think people's fear is: is you're going to go and meet with a financial planner and or a financial advisor, or even you know whether they're talking about it as as a couple. People's fear is to, I think, to one of the fears is to be dictated to, and they think mm. they're going to come and see a financial advisor, and the advisor is going to say you have to do this, this, and this, and that's mm. just not it's not how those conversations tend to go. Because as we've talked about a lot, it's all about trade-offs. So you, you know, you get at the end of that meeting, the position that we want to leave people in is is where they sort of know they know roughly where they're on track to be mm. and roughly what are the levers that they can pull and what are the different choices that they could make now that will impact mm. their, their position in the future and now i've said this before a heap of times it's it's not our job to tell them what what they need to do it's it's their money it's their life now it's their life in the future it's yeah. it's their choice as to which trade-off they're willing to make around that so it's not about us saying you must do X, Y, and Z. It's about us saying, if you do X, Y, and Z, this is where you'll end up, and you yeah. then have have an have an option as to you know, how, how important is that to you. So, yeah. I think that's probably the the first the first part of um, convincing your spouse to see a financial advisor is to really dig into what what's what's stopping. You know, what is the what is the main pain point there? And and again, don't just assume they're being difficult because they, they may be, but there there probably is a genuine concern there that. Until you until you uh, work out what that is, you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to bully someone into into doing something they don't want to do. Uh, and even if you do, it's not going to be a, a good outcome for anyone. You, you need to sort of dig into what is their concern and, and how do we address that before we go and make that that step. 
Um, part two, I would say, for for that is is to is to communicate it or make it clear as possible that this is a reversible thing. I, I think that's mm. part two of the fear is that we're going to get on this we're getting getting on this treadmill of okay, we've booked in to see a financial planner, and then next thing you know, it's going to be we're we're doing X Y Z, and there's no way to get off anywhere along mm. the way. And I think yeah, you know, we've we've talked about this before the whole. Um, the way that we try and communicate is to say to people, you know, our, our first meeting is just a one-hour Zoom meeting at no cost or obligation. So if at the end of that, if at the end of that meeting, we've communicated where you're at and where you, you know where you're likely to be, and these are some of the things that you could do, and you get to that meeting, you go, well, I don't want to do any of those things. I just want to keep doing what we're doing. That's completely fine. You you go your own way, and that's that's there's no no skin of anyone's nose. And and the thing is, we actually don't even make contact. Yeah. Um. We we we. We do that meeting. Yeah. We put a summary together Send and we put a quote for our, our yeah. you know, fees uh, along with the value that we believe that we can add. Yeah. And uh, it's not like we're emailing someone every week saying, no. No. make a decision, make a decision. We just say, here it is. If you'd like to come back to us with any questions that you may have, yeah. or if you'd like to come back to us and let us know that you want to move on to the next stage or you want to become a client. Yeah. Um, the balls in your court. We're, we're certainly yeah. not in the habit of, of of putting the pressure on anyone. Yeah. So, um, we'd say uh, have a talk to the reluctant partner. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, and yeah. and um, uh, obviously if you're listening, you're the you're at least the, <laughs> the partner <laughs> that's more engaged. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, have a have a talk to them. Reach out to us at podcast at mo five zero dot com dot au. And um, and we'd be only too happy to to arrange that one hour Zoom meeting. Uh, it's very very you know uh, what we say it's it's no cost or obligation, but it's 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 really really um, uh, uh, I, I guess less daunting by doing it via Zoom is yeah. the feedback that we get, yeah. as opposed to actually walking into to someone's yep. office. So. Um, certainly reach out at podcast at mo50.com.au. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.